Hello, everyone. I'm Sophia, and you're listening to Beyond Study Abroad, the Notre Dame Study Abroad podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, we will be continuing our alumni series where we feature a Notre Dame alumni to discuss their study abroad experience and how it has impacted them 5, 10, or even 15 years after graduation. So today we have EJ Borg joining us, who is a 2014 Notre Dame grad and spent the fall of 2012 in Rome, where he really took full advantage of everything that the city had to offer, including an internship at a private equity firm in Rome. So welcome to the podcast, EJ. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Could you start off with a quick introduction, please? Yeah, definitely. Uh, First of all, thanks for having me, Sophia. Uh, To give a brief introduction, so I graduated from Notre Dame in 2014. When I was at Notre Dame, I majored in finance, but I think the big selling point for me on Notre Dame was that I could pursue other interests. The curriculum was was flexible enough for that. And then, of course, Notre Dame was structured to cater to those interests, which were theater. So I directed, um, wrote, and stage managed theatrical productions while I was at Notre Dame. And then was also able to pursue this interest in Italian um, and satisfied that through the curriculum at Notre Dame, through an internship in Rome, uh, through study abroad and some jobs afterwards. So that was the Notre Dame experience. And then since then, the career has taken me to entertainment investment banking in Los Angeles. That was with Bank of America Merrill Lynch. And then to film strategy at 20th Century Fox. And then most recently to original television strategy at Amazon Studios. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I know this is a very different perspective than we usually get on the podcast. We mainly feature students that can talk a little bit about, oh yeah, months after my study abroad, this is how it impacted me. So it's going to be so uh, valuable to have your perspective on here. So thank you so much. Um, Can we ask first question, uh, where and when did you study abroad? Yeah, definitely. I, I, first, I'll say even close to 10 years after my study abroad experience, it is probably still as impactful on me. And I still think about it day to day, I would imagine, much like the students mm-hmm. uh, for whom that experience is much fresher. Uh, so to answer your question, I did study abroad in Rome in the fall of, I believe it was 2012. <laughs> uh, yeah, so fall of junior year. Okay, so as you mentioned the fall semester, so I know as a finance major while you were here in Notre Dame, um, typically not many finance students choose to study abroad in the fall due to the finance career paths, like job recruitment that occurs in the falls. Um, So being about like 10 years out from your own study abroad, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what the fall was like as a finance major? Did you have any challenges uh, applying for jobs in that semester? Or what was it that kind of drove you to apply for the fall semester, even though it's not typical of finance students? Yeah, so to be honest with you, I I think this is really a sign of how much investment banking recruiting has changed since I went through (laughs) it. So, you know, I I just didn't really put that much thought, frankly, into anything. Um, I, I said, you know, I, I had been to Europe uh, a couple times before because that's where my family's from. My family's from Malta. 
So really my primary driver here was I knew the weather was going to be nicer in uh, Italy in the fall than it would have been in the spring. So that was why I wanted to go in the fall. Um, I think what happened was I came back to campus in the spring and realized that, you know, most of those spots at the larger investment banks had been taken up. So I was really fighting for scraps, to be honest with you. Uh, there were two or three internships open in investment banking. Uh, they were not at you know, the biggest banks, they were not in my preferred locations and they were not in my preferred groups. So I ended up actually doing an internship in middle market investment banking in Chicago, covering insurance companies as part of a financial institution group. Uh, I'd say that was not my ideal outcome, but I think definitely wouldn't swap it out for that Rome experience. And, and of course it all worked out because I was able to change the investment banking job. I switched banks and I switched groups between my internship and full-time. Um, but I think if, if I could go and do it all with the benefit of hindsight, I would definitely try and plan it out uh, more rigorously around that, that more mainstream investment banking recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. And so you said you brought in Rome. So besides just the fall semester, what was it about this program specifically in Rome that attracted you to apply to the program instead of maybe studying abroad in London or Dublin or anywhere else? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, it was the, the language component. And I think I took a very different, I think, strategy on the study abroad experience than, than some of my peers. I think for myself, I had been to Europe, like I said, a couple of times before, just because my family's from Malta. Um, so I wasn't really looking to, to be flying in and out every single weekend. Uh, for me, I really wanted to pick a city and try and immerse myself in that city. Uh, so Rome was appealing to me for a couple of reasons. So I had been studying Italian, so it was a great opportunity to refine those language skills. Say so that was very important. Uh, there was great flexibility in the curriculum in Rome as well. So I was able to get all of my classes in three days, which freed up Thursday and Friday so that I could do an internship. That was important to me. And then, you know, thinking about a destination where I, I certainly would not run out of things to do if I was to kind of be committed to that one location for four months, uh, Rome absolutely checked that box. Yeah, that, those all sound fantastic reasons to go. Um, so you mentioned the internship that you did while in Rome. Was that an internship through Notre Dame or one that you sought out yourself? And what kind of internship was it? It was not, no. So this was many desperate nights of email blasting. I think every <laughs> single company in Rome, to be honest with you. Uh, I probably sent 200 emails to anything that sounded remotely like finance in Rome. I think I got two responses and I was offered one internship. So it all, it all worked out. So this was with a private equity firm uh, that's actually based in the UK, but had substantial operations in Rome. And what they were doing was they were doing renewable energy, private equity investing. So they were doing leverage buyouts of solar plants and wind plants uh, throughout continental Europe to take advantage of some of the subsidies that were being offered uh, by local governments there and trying to really renovate Europe's power grid. So that was a great opportunity because it taught me a lot about financial modeling. 
I thought the whole renewable theme was interesting, even though I didn't want to pursue it full time for my career. And then I was the only native speaker of English in that office. So there was a great opportunity to work on the Italian there. And of course, it let me feel like I was contributing something real to that team, just because all the work product was in English. So all the work product that left that office in the period of my internship went through me because I was giving it that final proofread. Yeah. Wow. That's so not typical of a study abroad experience, you know, going out to find your own internship. So that sounds like such a unique aspect. Do you think that in any way this internship uh, impacted or kind of helped you in job interviews or kind of just to, to get knowledge about this finance or investment uh, kind of market? Do you think it had any like impact on the, your future career path? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I, what I would say is that it opened a lot of doors for me career-wise. So of course, when I came back to Notre Dame and I was fighting for those very few investment banking job opportunities, this was something that certainly set me apart. Mm -hmm. Most people do banking and then they get private equity experience. And just through the sheer volume of emails and quite frankly, a lot of luck, I was able to get that private equity experience before going to investment banking. So that definitely stood out on the resume. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll say too that, you know, again, my interest was always in media and entertainment, and that's certainly where my career has gone. But that specific experience that I got in renewables did pay dividends as well. So we had a course in the Mendoza curriculum, which I think was called Foresight. I'm not sure if that's still a course. I think they still part have that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. They haven't gotten rid of it. So, so part of it was you had to write kind of a capstone paper at the end of the course, like a real contribution to the research body. And for that, I, I led a team of two other students and we did research on renewable energy, private equity. And I think because of the actual real world expertise that I brought to that project, based off that private equity internship, that research we did was actually good enough to get published. And that publication credit lived on my resume for quite a few years after I left Notre Dame. Uh, so again, kind of a, a way that was unexpected where that experience paid dividends. Yeah. Wow. Um, so was there any other aspects besides this internship, which is obviously very valuable and unique, and I'm glad we're talking about it. Um, were there any other aspects of your study abroad experience that made it kind of unique compared to other students studying abroad in Rome? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's the relationship that I developed with that city by just committing to being there and throwing myself into the life there. So I, I have real friends that I made through that experience abroad who still live in Rome oh, wow. and who I am still in touch with. I, I visited them as recently as I think it was 18 months ago before the pandemic. Um, and then of course it's, you know, when I, when I look at like a map of Europe and I'm, I'm thinking of what vacation am I gonna plan? The first stop is always Rome, even if it's just for a day or two. Because it's that comfort that I develop with the city. It's, it's an affinity for the city. It's a knowledge of the city. It's hitting all my favorite pizza places and hitting all of my favorite pasta spots and the enotecas. And, and I think that that kind of deeper appreciation for the city isn't necessarily a function of that internship. It's just a function of committing to that city for the full four months that I was there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad that you're saying this because we uh, at Notre Dame International are trying to raise more uh, awareness to exploring your host country and host city that you're in, especially now with COVID, students studying abroad in the fall probably won't have as much flexibility with traveling every weekend, like is typical of study abroad students in Europe. Um, so what can you tell us a little bit about the, I mean, you've already touched on it so much, but kind of just like to pound it home, the, the real value of maybe staying in Rome or your host country, as opposed to going off to a different country each weekend. Obviously traveling to different countries is valuable, but so is kind of exploring that country that you're living in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what I would say is true of Rome, and I, I also know is true of many other of these kind of larger study abroad destinations, is that the city can be more interesting when you get out of the must-sees. So, of course, if you're going to Rome, you're going to see the Roman Forum. You're going to the Colosseum. It's going to take you, you know, probably five days worth of visits to get through all of St. Peter's and the Vatican Museums and really feel like you've seen that. Mm -hmm. But I think what you get by committing more fully to a city and spending more time there is once you can kind of exhale and take that breath, having seen all the major tourist attractions, then you can get out into the other neighborhoods. You know, you can in Rome, for example, there's a Jewish ghetto in there that's really experienced this renaissance recently. And the backstory behind it is fascinating. You can go to a more local neighborhood like a testaccio and do an aperitivo there and try and make friends with the Italians. And what I'm saying is you, you get out of the things that you'll find in kind of a Rick Steves tour of, of Europe or of one of these cities. And you can really immerse yourself in what life actually looks like for the Romans who occupy that city or, you know, for the Londoners who live in London or substitute whatever other city uh, the listeners of this podcast are considering. Absolutely. I think that's so uh, important that you said that. So how exactly, given your experience with this, actually exploring the host country itself outside of just the tourist attractions and everything, um, how would you say that that and your study abroad experience as a whole in Rome has kind of impacted your outlook on both international cultures and travel, but also your own personal growth and cultural competency and understanding? Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I think it's just being able to adopt that perspective of the other. So it's having those real conversations with people who are fighting their commute um, you know, into Rome and what that looks like for people who can't afford to live in the city that they work in. It's conversations that I, I had with a friend I made who was the bellhop of a hotel that we were staying at for a while. And he's telling me about the importance of public education in Rome. And now he himself at something like 40 years old was still going out there and getting involved with the protests because he was fighting for that right for the next generation that he enjoyed himself. Uh, it, it's, it's getting a feel for what the locals really care about, what excites them, what inspires them, what frustrates them. Uh, and then of course, comparing that experience to my own experience uh, as an American and understanding how my perspective, my desires, my excitements are different than that of the other and being able to adopt their perspective when it's important to do so. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great answer. Um, and this is obviously a very deep topic and very valuable. So this is great. Um, but just on a little lighthearted note, um, do you have maybe like a favorite 
um, restaurant or food place that you specifically remember from Rome that maybe students listening to this podcast that are going to go to Rome in the future um, should like definitely try? Absolutely. So there's a place in Testaccio that's called Flavio Al Vela Vevodetto. Okay. Uh, type anything that sounds like that into Google and I'm sure it'll come up. It's a very well-known restaurant. This restaurant is interesting in Testaccio and they have, the food is incredible. The carbonara is amazing. They do meatballs that are really amazing. And they have seating that's underground. So Testaccio used to be the landfill of Rome. And in ancient Rome, primarily the thing that was dumped was pot shards. So what happens is underground in the seating, they've excavated the walls and, and put what they found behind plexiglass. And you can actually see these pot shards in the ground behind the wall. And that's kind of ancient Roman artifacts oh, wow. that you're looking at as you're having your meal. So two thumbs up for them. Wow, that sounds so cool. Um, so thanks for sharing that. But besides that, on a more, I guess, uh, professional note, do you have any advice uh, that you can give as a Notre Dame alumni um, to students either thinking about studying abroad or thinking about pursuing a career path similar to yours? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I think that for study abroad, I think it's, it's a total no-brainer. I think that Notre Dame uh, affords us with that opportunity, I think, the onus is on you to take advantage of it. I think you have to think about the experience that you want to get out of it. So if, if you don't want that degree of cultural immersion or you don't want to go through the language requirement, that's kind of uh, you know, the baseline of what we've been discussing, that's fine too. Like I, many of my friends had incredible experiences in Australia or in London. Um, to me, more broadly, and I think more universally, when we talk about study abroad, it's just an opportunity to kind of branch out and do something on your own. And I think that the common thread, no matter where you did study abroad, language, no language, internship, no internship, is it's a really great growing up period. Uh, for me, that was really the mark where I would say I transitioned into adulthood. I became self-sufficient through study abroad. I, and I, I wish that every Notre Dame student could have that experience. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I think it, it was definitely a sense of independency and kind of more responsibility living in this new city by yourself um, and kind of breaking out of that Notre Dame bubble. Uh, so besides study abroad, you mentioned a little bit about your career path. So do you have any advice that you would offer to Notre Dame students looking into a similar career path as yours? Yeah, definitely. So I mean, my, my career has taken this kind of very interesting, but very specific path through finance into, you know, filmed entertainment strategy. Um, I, I think that if I think more broadly, what supported that, it's definitely the academic credentials from Notre Dame. And then I did the MBA at Warden afterwards. So I think definitely, you know, don't sleep on the academic credentials, get good grades. That's all very important. And I think it's being really strategic about what that first job is. So for me, you know, I knew I had this interest in finance. I knew I had this interest in entertainment. So that first job was entertainment investment banking. Um, it, it was kind of a great mark on the resume that's widely recognized because everyone knows investment banking and how difficult those jobs are to get. And they know the skill set you come out with. 
but it also signaled that interest in what I ultimately wanted to do, which was entertainment. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, study in class, don't blow that off uh, and be careful about what that first job is. Uh, and I think that if you put work in on that, you do something like an investment banking or a consulting for business majors, let's say, uh, and then whatever that equivalent is for engineers, uh, for pre-med, et cetera, I think it sets you up really nicely. They're giving you that stamp of approval on the resume uh, that lets people know that you are capable of doing anything. And hopefully that anything is, is what you want to do. Yeah, well, that was great advice. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope everyone will take a lot out of this whole episode, specifically that question and all your very uh, valuable perspective to this podcast that we don't typically get to hear. So um, thank you so much for being here today, EJ. Um, it's been a pleasure getting to interview you and getting to know you. And I'm sure it'll be a pleasure for all the podcast listeners to listen to this right now too. Yeah, you know, while we're still on the air, Sophia, thank you so much for setting this up and Big shout out to David Younger in the study abroad office, who I am still in touch with, and who is an all-around great guy. Oh. And thank you to all of our podcast listeners as well for tuning into this week's episode. Be sure to stay tuned for more future episodes to come as a part of this alumni series continuation. Um, but as always, we are so happy to have you all listening in, and we'll catch you next week as we continue to venture beyond study abroad.